can spit at you from here. What are you doing with your face? That's free speech. Nerd, you're wrong. Oh! That is some bad philosophy. Come on. Bad Philosophy, Episode 8, recorded on October 17th, 2008. Microwave This. Hello, everyone, and one, two, Bad Philosophy, Episode 8, because the episode that we tried to record last week is still in limbo. Or the Twilight Zone, or, or wherever you want to. Spooky door. The, epi- Spooky the episode's door. there, it's just not it's, there. It's in, yeah, it's just incorporeal in many ways. But anyway, so we have a uh, wonderful episode to make up for it this week, we hope. Uh, I am, as always, Stephen Torrance. We've got on the show as our guest today, Nick Bergfeld. Nick, say a little bit about yourself. I'm Nicholas Bergfeld, and uh, I go to tech, and I've lived in Lubbock a long time, so I think it gives me a unique perspective on life. Reckon. Yeah. Um, we also have Kevin on here who is um, waving a. See, this is why they need to watch the live cast. Yeah, because okay. I do fun things. Once again, we're <laughs> broadcasting live on Stickam. Nobody is watching us right now, but. Uh, we don't even have the bot this time? We don't even have a bot. Not even a bot. The the episode. Not even a bot is watching us. You had a bot watching We had two bots. Is that like a point of pride? <laughs> it certainly is. It's, it's better than nothing. It's like, like the weird version of Flypaper or Roach Hotels or something like that. How many bots can you capture? We also have Matt Legler on That's the right. show and Kimberly Stewart. <coughs> Stewart. 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 Stuart, I, I think your name is Stuart. There's this voice coming from my shoulder telling me. So, uh, Kimberly, thanks for being on the show. We understand you have to leave early, but it's nice having some estrogen on the podcast. Right. Counterbalance, Kevin. Nick over there. Why'd you think? And that was her phone. So, uh, Kimberly is not going to be on the show any longer uh, because she left her phone on. <clears throat> Looks like but, I have to get out the estrogen pills. You yeah. haven't fired me yet. <laughs> I have to turn you off on multiple occasions. No, just remember, it's I probably... because it's the bewitched nose twitch thing. It was. It was, yeah. That's true. Probably copyright. Maybe it's soon now. <laughs> Great. I think bewitched is like an urban legend. <laughs> wow. Thank you. And with that awkward segue, let's get to the topic of the show. Indeed. Um, we're going to be talking about urban legends. I honestly have none in my head that I can remember. So, gentlemen, what's your favorite one? Let's start out with that. I'll start because I have one because it's my topic. Um, uh, the, the thing about urban legends is what? I can't put my hat on the table? No, because it blocks the sound. Check that out. There we go. Oh, cool. <laughs> Second person other than me to wear that hat today. Um, possibly third. I didn't keep full track of it. Congratulations. Wow. Um, this hat is a floozy. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a floozy hat. Um, Think okay, about so the first urban legend that I actually heard that wasn't like emailed to me or told to me as an urban legend um, was from my cousin. I was I was thirteen or so at the time. Um, she told me this on this story and fully believed it. That in, seriously? I'm telling a story. <laughs> it aids the story. Um, you actually look a bit like a witch now with the hat and the magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to Stephen, Matt. Good. Right. No, he's not. He's talking to Nick. Good. Dude, what did I say? You said Stephen. 
Whatever. <laughs> um, watch the live cast. It'll make yeah. more sense. Bye, Kimberly. Bye. 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 Kimberly. Bye. 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 Okay, see ya. My cousin told me this story. Um, she She's 10 to 12 years older than me, I don't remember. So she was a bit of an authority figure at this point in time. Of course, she also told me she helped out Santa Claus one year. We see how that worked out. Yeah. Um, what year was that? The past. Because I was there, so. <laughs> I, I could just look, send him an email, drop That's him a line. No, noted, thank you. Yeah. Um, she told me that this story that happened to like a friend of a friend, like honestly told me this, and this is what I like about urban legends, is it doesn't happen anymore, is they're, they're retold as true. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they're passed around as false. But she said that um, this friend of hers was living in New York and um, saw this, this poor little, this little bitty miniature something or other dog on the street. Um, and she took it home, and she took it home, put it in her apartment. She had to leave because it was Christmas time, so she, she went to visit her family, had someone checking on, uh, in on it every so often. Um, didn't have time to take it to the vet or anything, just wanted to you know, kind of give it a safe place, warm place to be for a week or so, so she could figure out what to do with it. She got back, the place was trashed, uh, you know, mess everywhere, all this sort of stuff. So this was one of something wrong with the dog. Took it to the vet. Uh, the vet actually said, This isn't a dog, this is a rat. Um, My, like, it's, it's uh, an extremely, you know, malformed, you know, hairy rat. And, and my cousin told me this story with honesty. And I did not believe her when she told it to me. But it was one of those things that it was just amazing. Because I'd, I'd heard of urban legends before. I'd, I'd read of them. I go to the urban, legend, urban legends reference space, Snopes. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. But this was the first one that actually had something told to me in an honest and open environment that this had happened to me. Um, and it was this weird moment because I said, that's not true. And she goes, no. No, it happened to this, this friend of a friend. You know, my friend's cousin or my friend's, friend's sister or whatever. And I'm like, no, it didn't. I can tell you, without, without having experienced it, I know that this story is not true. Is it on Snopes? Is, is I, I'm, I'm sure it is. Uh, I, probably, I, I don't remember looking it up, but I have a feeling I probably did later. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just one of those things that, that we... I like that we have a society where these stories get told by people that are, that are oftentimes patently and demonstrably false. Mm. But because they're they're plausible more or less, that that we think well that that makes sense that could happen, and so we pass it on as truth. Yeah, the, I'm I'm starting to recall some right now. It's, it seems to have to do with microwaves and uh, putting various objects. Yeah, no, in uh, microwaves. And the lady, lady, uh, her dog was out in the rain. She's like, oh, I'm going to put him in the microwave and kill him. Oh, uh, yeah. Killed Fluffy well, in the microwave. Which actually will happen. If you do put an animal in the microwave, it will explode. Well, no, yeah, but well, it's, it's I have microwave ants before. My beans were done cooking and the ants were still running around. Um, <laughs> well, okay, not any animal. It has, to, it has to be a small woodland creature. <laughs> a small woodland creature. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw in the safety warnings for microwaves. Yeah, yeah. picture like creatures. she was a squirrel. <laughs> with with the circle and the line. Like you got microwave squirrels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Hello Kitty logo. <laughs> yeah. no, actually, that one just means that you're not supposed to microwave EPCs. Actually, uh, okay. uh, dude, microwave an EPC? It's so cute. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that let, let's, show, let's show this on here. Are you serious? It's so cute. It's like so cute. next to the iPhone. It's, it's like cute. it's so cute. It's such a cute little Aww. I hate you guys <laughs> so much. I got that for practical reasons. 
Not for cuteness, all right? Oh, oh, well, the cuteness was just a bonus. Right? No, no, it's, it was not a bonus. It's a liability. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I had the thing out, it's pretty much like I have I have that out on a table, not when I'm having this in the hat. But if I'm just sitting at a table with that, it's pretty much just saying, like, I will not talk to anyone today. You know, it's like, I will not pick up anyone with this thing. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure some girls have come by just randomly and been like, Ooh, Yeah, but for those people you want to date? No. Those are the ones that would like me to go with them to Club Luxor, so I can be, you know. I've, I've been <laughs> taken so to Luxor by a woman before. I've rescued people from Luxor before. It was karaoke night. I was there oh, okay. in the car with <laughs> <one. laughs> I was about to console you. <laughs> oh, okay. so, no, gotta, I, I should probably still be consoled by saying Paradise with the Dashboard Bible myself. You didn't even have a laptop. Okay, one, one thing with, with Urban Legends I, I think is kind of funny. It's just, well, I think, first of all, we should clarify what Club Luxor is <laughs> and means. Well, I know no, before no. that we need to clarify. <laughs> I said I rescued someone, and you said I was there in the car. I just oh, or, oh no, you were with me on the rescue. Exactly, mission. he did not rescue me from Club Luxor. Club Luxor, would you like to explain this resident of Lubbock? Nick? Well, uh, Club Luxor is, is one of the few. Uh, during the eighties, there were a lot more of these. One of the few um, alternative lifestyles uh, clubs. In, in, uh, in of you. Yes. What do you want me to say? Gay. <laughs> Yeah, gay, gay, transgender, I, I don't lesbian. Know who, I don't know who watches your show. I don't want to say anything that's that's of the the LBTGIQ coalition okay, very much sure. so appreciates uh, Club Luxor and and the things that they do. So the reference was that I was used as their homosexual buddy uh, as, oh. as they as they went. Oh, okay, <laughs> was, was what that would have been. Uh-huh. So. Well, okay. Anyway, ur- urban legends. Preferably not homosexual urban legends. I'll try. No. Uh, one that, or one thing that I look at urban legends is just things that you hear in the news or see that you think will turn into an urban legend. And mm. one that I saw not too long ago was uh, an AP News article about a convenience store worker who was working late at night, and a man walked in with a towel. looked like the, the towel was fairly damp, and he asked the convenience store worker if he could use the microwave. Um... Presumably to warm up the towel, and the convenience store worker said, uh, "Sure, whatever. You know, kind of creepy. I don't really care. You know, just don't steal anything. Don't shoot me, right?" <laughs> so, guy goes to the back, uses the microwave, and uh, you know, the cashier's not really thinking about it. He's sort of looking at something else, and he sees the guy walk out. Right? Doesn't think anything about it. Doesn't think anything of it until uh, several hours later when he starts to smell something funny. And he goes to the back and he sees the microwave. He's like, "Oh, what's kind of going on here?" Opens up the microwave. There's a towel inside, and he pulls up the towel and opens it. And it's a severed penis inside the towel. <laughs> Holy cow! Right? And you just think, and that—that is—that is, that the is extent, an urban legend, right? There. That is the extent of that news article. There was no, there was no resolution. There's no whose penis is that? <laughs> Which I think is an important question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like some guy was running out there with a stub. Yeah, it's either that or that guy is just really creepy and went grave robbing for you know I don't know what it was. Maybe an act of vengeance or revenge. Who knows? But, I mean, see, here's the thing, though, is that is the, that is the cut-and-dry story. Yeah. There's no flavor to that, There's no, aside from the penis in a microwave. But there's no flavor <laughs> to that beyond, you know, you didn't salt the penis. There's no, there's no extra uh, things with that. There's no motive. There's no intention. There's no whose penis that was or anything like that or the story that's behind that. And that's what an urban legend does. Mm-hmm. When something becomes an urban legend, it's because somebody says, like, we just happened now. People think, well, why was it in there? Why did that guy do that? What happened? Why was that penis there? Yeah, and a good storyteller would be like, oh, you know, it's probably because 
and they'll make up some reason that sounds plausible, that will then carry on with the next person. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, that makes a lot of sense, and they'll tell that story. And this time, it'll be like, oh, and this the, is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These two guys had a fight outside, yeah. right? And one of them was a drug dealer, right? And he made some crazy comment about the other guy, and, you know, and said something, and the guy's like, do whatever, man. I'm going to cut off your penis if you do that. You know, and, and then, you know, the, the resolution of, the, of the, the penis in the microwave. You know, so it's just that development that happens over time. <laughs> I'm going to cut off your penis and take it to the corner store and put it in a microwave. <laughs> I'm on Coke. <laughs> I don't know what's going You know, that's exactly what happens. You know? I don't know what's going that's, on. But that's, but, that's, but that's something that, that we view as a plausibility. Exactly, exactly. See, another, another one, uh, this is just uh, another funny story that I heard recently. So uh, a person that I know is on the... Uh, uh, Texas Tech was on the Texas Tech uh, review committee for people being uh, suspended from the university or removed from the university, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this one specific case of a man who had had, uh, apparently was diagnosed with some type of a psychiatric disorder to begin with, right? But he also definitely loved drugs, right? <laughs> and one night, while well, he was apparently high or tripping or something like that, it wasn't, wasn't completely implied and didn't actually say, uh, well, he was high or tripping, he had a really bad trip, Right? He started freaking out, going crazy, and he thought somebody was trying to break into his house. And he thought he heard the window open, and then he thought he saw somebody run away. So he goes crazy. And for one reason or another, he happens to have an AK-47 inside of his house. <laughs> what the hell? Grabs the AK- one back home. Grab, yeah, grabs, <laughs> grabs the AK-47, <laughs> busts out the, breaks his own window, and runs down the street in his underwear and a robe with the AK-47 just screaming pretty much, you know, Thing at this imaginary intruder, right? There's no one in the street. He realizes that how ridiculous he looks, and he freaks out about how how crazy <laughs> the situation is. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm on drugs. I'm in the street. I have an AK-47. I'm half naked. There isn't someone who just broke into my house. I just broke my window." All right, and so he thinks that something crazy is going on with him. He goes back into his house and he calls the police on himself. <laughs> And he tells them, you know, how crazy this is, what just happened. You, te- you know, it's like, oh, I'm going insane. I don't know what's happening. The police go, you know, final report, you know, he gets uh, booked for uh, drug use, things like that. They found paraphernalia in his house. Fun- funnily enough, actually, nothing happens to the AK-47 because it's in his house. So it doesn't matter. And, and they're legal to own now. Yeah, strangely, so. strangely enough. So, yeah. you know, I don't even... I don't they're even, legal to own now? Yeah. No, I know. I, I, we have one back in I'll be house. right back. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand... The AK-47 was not even actually registered with him, but it was in the house, and so it didn't actually matter, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> funnily enough, the actual dangerous weapon of the story has nothing to do with the reason why this guy got in trouble. Yeah, he got in trouble because he got a bong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it wasn't the 47, it was the bong. Uh, he then, you know, gets, gets booked and whatever like that, and so then he has to go up to the re- review committee of, of TAC to see if he gets suspended from the university or not. This girl, a friend of mine, you know, heard that story, heard him tell it, and, you know, it's just like... Wow, that is ridiculous. That is what urban legends are made of, you well, know. I think that and uh, Darwin Awards, <laughs> yeah. in all yeah. honesty, and, and I think we believe in urban legends because we know crazy stuff like this does mm-hmm. happen. Again, going back to the plausibility, but uh, I think a lot of a lot of Darwin Awards are just they're like that. They're without resolution. They have no real plot or story or anything. It's just people who decide to do stupid things. Um, the I'm interested more in, in kind of how urban legends tie in with folk tales of old. Like, do, do we have something maybe in our in our human psychology that we we need um, fantastic stories? We need um, tales of stuff out, out of the ordinary to kind of give us a, maybe hope that there's something more interesting than our mundane lives out there. Well, our our our, our 
say this. How do you say our our lives? Our hour. Our hour yeah. lives mundane. Oh, I think some people's are, and they're more the those who are do have mundane lives are going to be more likely to uh, crave urban legends but or, or people, to be scared of them. Perhaps. Are those people that have those mundane lives actually living a mundane life, or could they be living a life that's just as interesting as Bill Gates, just in a different way? I don't think Bill Gates has an interesting life. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a rather interesting life. with him and Seinfeld. Dude, crazy awesome. He looks can, like can he's we ta- Actually, can we talk time. about that real quick? I mean, I know everybody's talked about them, and it's like, it's old news, but... Okay, two commercials. Uh, are they going to become the stuff of legend? I mean, is it going to be one of those things, like, a generation from now, oh my god, well, did you see the Bill Gates Seinfeld commercials? From what or? I understand, they've already been pulled from... They have. Um, they, they, they have been pulled. Yeah, from TV. Yeah. And so you can still, you can see them online, you can see the extended versions are what are hilarious. Which are, yeah, they're like five uh, minutes Yeah, long. yeah, the, yeah. The, the one where they go to the, they live in those the people's houses. I, have, I did see the extended version. That one is, yeah. is hilarious. It's, it's great, you know, yeah. but uh, for one reason or another, people don't seem to find... Uh, Seinfeld humor funny in a thirty minute, or I mean, in a thirty second blurb. No, uh, or or just the fact that Bill Gates, I guess, is not very actor like. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of wooden, I guess you could say. But I think they did a good job, and I think it captures the quirkiness. But they decided to trend away from that and go towards more of a, I'm a PC. yeah, more of a direct response to Apple yeah. commercials. You know, and trying to connect with people because I think, in a lot to a large extent, they feel that they've sort of lost this connection that they have with people. They want yeah. to be like, no, we're the happy feel good. Well, and, and, the, and the Bill Gates Seinfeld commercials really weren't advertisements. They were just like, hey, look what assholes uh, Bill Gates and Seinfeld can do when they <laughs> live with people. I mean, that's that's the impression I got from those. It's like, oh. I like when they're at the mall and they buy the trones. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and to some extent, it's, the short one that you see on TV doesn't even really make <coughs> much sense. No, it doesn't yeah. unless you watch the long one. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm almost curious to see the extended, or like where the series was going to go with that. I mean, were they going to... They had more planned. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if they but, had some filmed, but they haven't released I actually would have loved a, a show, The Adventures of, of Bill and, and of Bill, Jerry. Bill and Jerry. You know? yeah. <laughs> Instead of Tom and Jerry, you get Bill yeah. and Jerry. Yeah, Bill yeah. and Jerry. Would, would it be an animated cartoon? Oh, no, no, no. no, no. I would have... You know, the problem is I'm sure Seinfeld... Cost a ton to, oh, to, sure. to get him to do it. I can't, he's still got the ten million dollars, even though he only did two commercials. Hey, so win-win. <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty sweet deal. You know, not yeah. only that, but knowing Bill Gates most likely is not a bad thing. You know, no. having no. a connection with Bill Gates that's mm. that'll work out for. Yeah, you. exactly. It seems like that that'll be a good thing. I don't know in what way though. I well, mean, a lot of a lot of them were were just a tad homoerotic. Uh-huh. Um, the whole. I didn't think so. You didn't well, think so? You know, I thought it was a couple guys hanging out. Yeah, you know, only only time will tell. I mean, I guess the, the best sign would just be if, if the Bill and Jerry uh, Gates Foundation eventually comes into existence. <laughs> Bill and Jerry Gates Foundation, <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, I, I think until that day, it's, I think it's reasonably safe to say. Funny thing, though, you know, Bill and Linda, do they have kids? Because you I do not know. hear about the Gates kids. Because if they, they have children, those kids have to be... Ridiculous. I imagine that if they do have kids, we've intentionally not been told about, or at least not heard about them, like mutant babies or something. No, no. But it's one of those things that I mean, Bill and Melinda don't live really public lives anyway. I mean, Bill was was famous because you know he's a multi billionaire. He's he's the most recognized face in the world besides like one other person, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. (laughs) He lives a public life. But it's one of those things that he he does that, and um, I can see him not wanting to. To impose that upon his children, mm-hmm. because that's the situation, it's not really their choice that they were born to the richest man in the world. 
What do you mean? What do you mean impose that? I I, I think I certainly for, certainly well, for living, some living in the public spotlight be, is can be tricky. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think right to some extent, you know, if you because how do you follow that act? You know, it's like <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Dad happened to be the wealthiest man in the world, and uh, you know, I'm working yeah. at Starbucks. Yeah, and, <laughs> and happened happened to lead the you know a revolution in terms of computer technologies for consumers. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. oh, uh, I you know you know, you know there, there's you know, probably a lot of pressure if, if they do have kids. I don't know if they do or not. Yeah, I, I would have trouble focusing in class. My dad was Bill Gates. <laughs> really? <laughs> and. Anyway, in, in what sense? I mean, like, like because of bad genetics, you would just have ADHD? <laughs> or, uh, no, because you'd be like, no, you know, I don't have to worry about money ever in my life. In, in, in a monetary sense. Like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, well, from that, that's okay, from right. my entrepreneur side. Like, I would want to get out and just, like, start working with ideas and, like, creating stuff versus learning how to create stuff. I'd really get out there and start doing something because I wouldn't have to learn about the edu- worry about the education. I could pay for it anytime I wanted. You're right. I'd rather uh, just throw money at problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I disagree, Matt. I think I think that situation would implode on itself very quickly because if you don't have the actual know-how to get something done, simply having the money to do so is not going to help you in that situation. I mean, look at the Walmart family. I think they've done quite well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just the, the grandfather that yeah. really was the visionary. Mr. Sam. The other yeah. one just happened to love with that. Uh, you know, and uh, George Bush, I, I think, you know, uh, certainly, he was not very successful in and of himself. No, he he uh, was not. So. Uh, he basically rode the coattails all the way to the top. Yeah, I mean, um, so you don't. Yeah, I think those are examples where it's not necessarily your own merits that you know. In that way, you you don't need the education. Mm. You don't need. Well, Gates didn't have it. He didn't learning. graduate college. There you go. No, he didn't. But he's a very smart guy. Uh, he has yeah. knowledge in a lot of different topics because he's studied on his own. I mean, that's the thing. You do it. Well, you well, they wouldn't so really have to pay for the education. They could probably get it however that's, they that's like. That's what I'm saying. You could become an they, extremely brilliant person simply by w- reading Wikipedia six hours a day. Right. If I had <laughs> that know? type of money, I wouldn't go for the traditional sense of education in America. Mm-hmm. I would go for um, almost more of a homeschool sense, you know? I know that's but you don't even need money to do that, though. Yeah. You just really you need well, to find the people that you want to learn from, and if they, yeah, they I guess in an, in an ideal world, I would just uh, pay uh, well-known, regarded professors or capture them. You know, I, <laughs> I, would, I would set up. I would first off. I would no. I think it'd be a great idea. I would purchase an island, uh, maybe in Dubai, one of those tiny private islands. Those are nice. Yeah, those you are. Know, nice. I would purchase purchase an island. Which one would you get? Cambodia. Don't want the island of. It's not an island. Don't really want the island of Cambodia there. Okay, no, or the, or okay. Would you get? I don't want the island of Southeast Asia. Indonesia, maybe. Uh, no, you you know, I, like a small. I mean, I'm looking. I need something that can <coughs> hold a compound, a reasonably sized compound, for smart I, people. Yeah, and so what I would do is, you know, sort of like in the the, the Batman sense, I would just capture well-regarded professors around the world and, and keep them here. I would trap them <laughs> on this island and I would and then I would learn from them. You know? <laughs> Has anyone ever talked to you about control issues? Uh, I've, I would then capture those people and also <laughs> put them on the island. <laughs> For a different purpose. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah. They, would, they wouldn't get to go back to their lives. After yeah, exactly. There would, there would be no incentive for them. They would actually be the ones serving the professors who eventually get to leave. Think of them like indentured servants, right? Only there's no, there's no end. There's, there's no indenturedness. They're slaves. Think of them more like servants. 
permanent servants <laughs> in which I give nothing to, but yet force them to work on an island. They'd die pretty fast. Actually, you might get a revolt. You'd have to keep That's their numbers true. down. Well, you'd have to keep them separated. Yeah. Well, if they do revolt, okay. you'd no, feed we're, them we're, to the dinosaurs. <laughs> we're getting too far. No, I, it, I, I like this rabbit trail, I actually. do, too. Um, but there was a point I wanted to make on Urban Legends a long time ago. Okay, I'm going to make it. Go ahead. Um, Hang on. I grant you the power ding. to make Urban Legends. Yeah. Well, I can still wave it. You still you did. Other yeah, people can use Harry Potter's wand. I don't see why I can't use your pin. That's true. Just don't stick it in the microwave. I might do Wrapped that in a towel. <laughs> oh, because anyways. of the vendetta you had of the Coke fiend. Okay, yeah. We were talking urban legends. And we were talking about, and the reason that they're, they're, they're put out there and they're believed is because they're probable. Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea of, of a problem, and they're probable... But they're they're not likely. They're not they're not something that would that would actually happen. But their their existence makes it seem makes them seem more likely it to does, happen it does. than they actually but are. But this this goes back to a thing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna whip out, whip out some Aristotle on you. Folks. Woo! Open up uh, a can of Aristotle. I, yeah, Aristotle wasn't always good along, but he made an interesting point um, in describing you know what what the the plot of a in his, his work poetics he describes you know what the proper plot of a play should be like. And he said it should be probable, rather it, it could be if it was a probable impossibility, that would be better than an improbable possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he would not like urban legends. It, well, it's one of those things that it's I, I don't know because because we view them as probable, we view them as possible. Well, um, but, but they're, the, they're the not. thing is, the, the way, the way, what he meant by that was that within the world of the story, that was the, the chain of events that was likely to happen. Yeah. The penis story wasn't a very good example of that. But, <laughs> the, but the finding this creature in the, on the sidewalk in New York City, of course it's a rat. That, that's, that is a, 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 within that story, a, a probable event. Mm-hmm. But it's really impossible in, like, the real world. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is a, a probable impossibility. Uh, I see. Okay. As opposed to an improbable possibility, which which the penis story, which is actually true, that was a, a thing that that happened mm-hmm. was highly unlikely, highly improbable. That was an improbable actuality. An improbable actuality, yeah. an improbable okay. thing that, that happened. And and I think that that works isn't that doesn't quite work in the room because they sort of don't have this backstory. We don't have this this reasoning behind it. Once you make it probable, it becomes much more relatable. Mm. Um, and, and you can have a you can have a probable probable prob- probable possibility as well. Those were cool too, but the, the key importance was on probability as opposed to possibility. Mm. Um, and 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 that's why I think urban one of the reasons why I think urban legends get pushed around is because they're 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 reasoned. These these make sense. You know, you pass them around. It's, it's a reasoned idea. I wish we could pull up Snopes and like look at a couple of them. I'm I'm confused right now because I'm looking at Snopes. Yeah. Um, and they've got they publish Microsoft security updates. Like when what? Microsoft comes out with a patch, they put it up as an urban legend as either real or whatever they label as fake or whatever. What? <laughs> Why do? Uh, uh, someone explain. Probably oh probably oh probably yeah, update B dash two nine eight seven five. That's that's oh, a, that's totally a, fake. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that you don't know. And and that's what Snopes is for. Snopes is to check out these things that you're curious about. You don't know if this is real. What I like is, is the older stuff on Snopes, the stuff that's not internet-based usually. Uh, they've got a lot of urban legends about Coke, um, about Disney. 
Um, oh, I thought you like meant that. Coke the drug. <laughs> no, sorry. sorry. Coke, Coke the brand. <laughs> dude, dude, if you do Coke, your brain explodes. Cool. Um, but wow, and, totally. um, and they've got a lot of older stuff like that that, that started out as the word of mouth stuff as opposed to these email things that are mm-hmm. passed around. Um, and, and those are the ones that are generally on the, the probable side rather than the in an, often a probable impossibility mm-hmm. rather than an improbable thing. I think in a, in a sense though I wouldn't say that it's, it's the probability of something that we want in urban legend so much so is it's that we want there to be at least a small sliver or potential for truth because yeah. otherwise it's it's because if there wasn't that it wouldn't be an urban legend it would actually be somebody lying to you or telling you a story they made up right yeah, yeah. so and who wants to hear somebody walk up to them and be like dude i'm just going to tell you a random story <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna make any sense. Are you ready? <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm ready. Yeah, it's like, it off, yeah I love your stories. They're so good. You make them up. <laughs> it's like you know, you don't you don't want that. What you actually want is you want to hear something in life that seems like it could have happened. Because if there isn't that could have happened part to it, yeah. no longer matters. No longer relevant because that just came up out of somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. You know. So you yeah. can't you can't start it out with the the qualification. This is an urban legend. You know, no, you, can't, you have to listen to them. You have to, you wanna, like, well, my brother's yeah, exactly. dog's friend yeah. told me. That's why a common, a common part of these is that you always, you verify it in some way. So, for example, when I told you guys the two that I had, they're yeah. not urban legends yet, but, I mean, my original verification of these is one was an AP News article, the other one was actually uh, a person who's now in law school here at Tech uh, who was on this committee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's just, you want that verification in some way because otherwise it's like, so uh, I heard this uh, story one time. It was pretty good. Uh... Once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I might as well just say a long, yeah, a long time ago. I, got, I might as well just say that at the beginning of whatever I'm about to tell you. So Star Wars is... So I say, why are people interested in Star Wars? But see, I, well, I, think, I think, though, that that ties back into your idea of folktales. And I think they certainly can be modern modern folktales. I think they are. I mean, I, I think in the past, what, what uh, passed for probable uh, was a, a lot different. I, I think people, people did have a, at least a... They were inclined, more inclined to believe in magic, uh, more inclined to believe in dragons or uh, mystical beings like fairies or leprechauns. You know, they they were like, oh yeah, well, I've sort of you know heard or yeah, seen about yeah, something like yeah. that. But you know, so it was like then these tales of, of you know mythological or uh, you know, fantastic events were you know more like we would consider urban legends, like something really out of the ordinary, but certainly possible. Yeah, and. That's cool. And I think that those are actually kept alive. I, th- I think the idea of urban legends is kept alive or chronicled by uh, shady journalism. I mean, for example, Bat Boy. For, <laughs> I am so for example, sad that for the example, world news closed down. Bat Boy, right? That, that person, whether he be real or not, was a boy for probably over 30 or 40 yes. years. Yeah. Like, he never got old, right? And But it's funny because they, they keep these... These concepts, these ideas, revolving around in the public arena, you know. And in the past, when, when you had more yellow journalism, where you, you know, I, I recently saw something about political campaigns, and you know how supposedly there's so much more negative now than there were in the past. But the things that happened back in the day were even more ridiculous. They were yeah. lies. Yeah, <laughs> they were, they were <laughs> straight up falsehoods. You know, like I, this guy starts with an H, Harrison, maybe something like that. He ran as the log cabin campaign or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. pictures of him in front of log cabins. He had a shovel yeah. out, all this stuff. 
never worked on a farm, never made a log cabin in his life, never lived in a log oh cabin. He came gosh. from a wealthy family. But they just uh, put his little cartoon-imposed image in front of all these things, and they were like, vote for the, the log cabin candidate, right? And people were like, oh, he's down to earth. He's homie. He's you one know? of me. He's one of us. You know, he lives in a log cabin. You guys probably never even walked into one of these. You know? Oh, and, my God. And it's just, it's so, it's so funny to, to see that, you know, where these ideas, these crazy concepts, these outlandish ideas, what we now consider to be urban legends, in some way, shape, or form, back in the day, were actually viewed upon as being like a, a juicy tidbit of information to tell yeah. somebody. You know, it's like, yeah. did you know that Taft, you know, had an illegitimate child that he pays for? Woodrow actually, Wilson's you know, favorite meat was beef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's that sort of stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, I've heard that, but it, it could be completely made up because I heard it in the musical about the people that assassinated the presidents. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, all His, right. But Woodrow Wilson's favorite dish was beef. Okay. And I believe that. But that's that sort of thing. Um, it's interesting that we, we live in a, a, a time where there is so much information available you know, via the internet and things, and better journalism, that we, we still have our money. Yeah. You think that's, it would have been something... something culturally, I think, um, in that you know we want to believe these fantastical stories. We yes. want to believe the fantastic. Well, if, if that... Okay. Uh, let, me, let me then just make this... A little statement then. Okay, so <laughs> if if that is the case, if urban legends are still persisting, then you should see new urban legends that incorporate things of this culture, things of this generation, things of this time. We do. So what are what are the urban legends that involve, say, the internet or forward urban this, legends that forward involve... this email and Bill Gates will give you a dog to every yes. person who gets it. Yes. Maybe I'm thinking in terms of like the classical urban legends. Where's the the urban legends that involve the iPhone or the Game Boy DS or you um, know, th- things like that? You know. There's, I've heard some urban legends of, like, printers just randomly printing out, like, messages or, you know, faxes from people, uh, you know. Ghost faxes. Yeah, ghost, ghost faxes and ghost prints. And, ghost, ghost you prints. Know, uh, oh, have y'all seen um, Shudder? Uh-uh. The, the, like a horror movie. I saw uh, a trailer for that. And then I didn't see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And I didn't vomit in my mouth. So yeah, I can turn on the cheese. It's kind of the urban legend idea with technology is what you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, uh, it's where these uh, guys, mm-hmm. there's a photographer and he's taking a bunch of pictures, but in the movie, um, these ghosts show up in the photos. And um, so in a sense, throughout the movie, you get the idea that it's an urban legend. Most of the people in the movie think it's an urban legend. And they just either pass it off as just a story, they find it interesting, they talk about it, people study it, which is what happens with an urban legend, but then in the movie, something else happens. But oh, of course. It turns <laughs> out to be true. I would assume it's like some crazy demon that steals people out of TV sets. It's a little, it's it's a little, little more, it's more complex than that. Okay. Not, yeah. <laughs> but that is an urban, urban legend type story well, what, that deals with technology. What I mean is, what you would find is you would see where things of this generation are an integral part of the story where it's no longer... So, for example, you could hear one where it's a, an automobile instead of a bicycle. Yeah. Or they've changed out the electric toaster with something new, right? You know, where where it's just this easy carryover into so it's now it still sounds relevant to today's time. Yeah. But... Where the, the technology is, is the... Yeah, exactly. Where, te- where the things that we have now are actually what the story revolves around. Mm. And I don't actually know if I've seen a whole lot of that, in terms of I don't stories and urban legends. I, I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head. Um, 
but it's it's possible that you're out there. I'm trying to think what a good one would be like. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to come yeah, up with exactly, one. Exactly. Yeah. one. Well, it seems like I I think a lot of the the stories related to like four chan stalking and uh, yeah, there's a lot, know, of that. a lot of that. The the trolling and stuff that goes on. Uh, these um, there was a great New York Times article about a month and a half ago about trolling that completely. I, I think the guy got really taken for a ride by some of the people he interviewed, but it is an indication of sort of this, this internet subculture that creates pockets of weirdness. I'll just put it that way. Uh, hacking into sites, changing things, uh, you know, screwing around with people's accounts who are, are maybe not as technologically savvy. Mm-hmm. I, I think folks that aren't as knowledgeable about technology would be more apt to believe or come up with or proliferate uh, urban legends related to technology because it's something mysterious. It's something we, we don't really understand. They don't really understand. Um, whereas those who are familiar with it would pretty much be able to dispel anything and realize, oh, that's no, not really, that's not probable. That's not even possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, there's a lot of stories out there, like, there's a book recently written um, about cell phones, people dying when they answer their cell phone. You want to know what I'm talking about? There's a movie called there's One movie. of Those Call. Yeah, well, there's exactly. a, well, there's, I guess it's based off the book. But you die when you answer your cell phone? There, there, the story goes something along the lines of that whatever is the urban legend that's passing through these cell phones, if it's on your cell phone, when you answer it, you die. And so all of a sudden there's like blood running out of your cell phone and stuff. That would be an urban legend, but it's probable in the sense that people don't understand necessarily all the technology in your cell phone. Yeah. So they will, and people talk about tumors from cell phones, so they're like, can I die by answering cell phone? So in a sense, it's probable. Or, or like, see, that's, that's one that I was going to bring up, the cell phone cancer thing. Yeah. Is, is a, I, I think... Perhaps in this informational age, urban legends are changing mm. because because there was this big scare for a long time that this cell phone is going to give me cancer just for being near it. I'm going to get brain cancer hold it up to my head, so I'm going to put it in my crotch instead. Um, that'll work. Um, <laughs> then I'll be sterile, but I'll still have my brain. <laughs> yes. um, but the, the, and it's one of those pockets things. are near the groin, not the head. <laughs> but they but they put and and like there was a market. But these little like stickers of circuitry in them that you would put on your phone, it would block the harmful radiation yes. coming out of your phone. Yeah. So we were getting these, and then a large portion of the population did not believe this. But that's often true of urban legends because I've I've received in my email, and I, if, if it's someone if it's from someone I know, I send them the link to Snopes saying you're an idiot. Um, I don't usually say it that way, but that's the general idea. Yeah. Um, but so there's still that large portion of the population that doesn't believe them and knows that this is, this is silly. Uh, we would have a lot more brain cancer in the world if cell phones caused brain cancer. Yeah, not to be a, a doomsayer, but there are um, a, f- a few studies uh, in, in Europe um, that are preliminary at this point, but mm-hmm. there is a, uh, seems to be a, a form or a link between the amount of radiation put out by uh, today's uh, sort of the newer cell phones because as the technology and the battery size increases, the amount of radiation that's emitted from these increases in terms of wattage. And so that actually can play a role uh, in that. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying, like, don't use your cell phones. Just, <laughs> okay, just realize it's, that... It's very small in comparison yeah, exactly. to other, there, there, other costs. Could, it's not there. putting a piece of U-238 up to your... Yeah, exactly. it's, yeah, it's not like you just gave yourself uh, polonium poisoning or something like <laughs> right, that. Right, or, or it's, it's, not, it's not even as bad as, as going, you know, out into the sun without sunscreen. I mean, you get more radiation exposure that way than... Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I mean, it's it's it seems like the link is. I mean, it's not. But people don't never do any kind of um, quantitative judgment about it. It's just oh well, 
there's radiation. Radiation uh, is bad. Yeah, <laughs> radiation is bad, therefore cell phones are bad. It's, radiation is never, an excellent order. Right, they never, they never <laughs> ask, well, okay, how much, over what period of time, what kind of exposure. I mean, it's it's one of those things that people just, they don't know about, so they're scared. Um, and I think, and I really think that goes, that's the root of a lot of these urban legends, is just stuff that people don't know about. And that maybe if they knew more, like, you know, Snopes provides the debunking and everything. If they knew more, they wouldn't be so inclined for I, I just, that I've heard from many, many people. And I don't know why it is propagated. Because there's, I, I don't know of any information one way or the other. And that may be why. Is, you know, it's not technology-based at all. But it's this thing that says we swallow seven spiders a year in our <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, who, who told me that? So somebody yeah. said that to me. Recently. I have yes, heard that, me that tons of times. Yeah, but but where the question I have is where that information come from? I think yes, I've read, I've read that's, that. In that's magazine very before. that's very authoritative information. <laughs> a seven. Because there's a number attached to it. Yeah. I've, heard it's four. Not, you will, it's, I've heard four. You will, oh, I've yeah. heard eleven. I've heard lots of different numbers. Um, but the, the fact that there's a number attached to it is we believe numbers. We like numbers. Numbers are yeah. hard. Numbers are fast. You can't lie with numbers at all. Uh, uh, episode zero. Yeah. Um, you can't, that, but that's that mentality that we have, and so there's this inherent authority to it. But like, did someone do a study to determine this? Yeah, I'm wondering and like why the, actually. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a few of those were done by a site called um, uh, Live Science, and you can look at that. They, they had a, a one. I think it was for April Fools, and they just had an article that was debunking sort of these famous kind of myths that you saw. One yeah. of them was the spider one, yeah. and from all intents and purposes, they could tell they had no idea where that number came from, yeah. uh, you know, or where that yeah. existed. One that that's also fairly common was is the concept that uh, gum takes seven years to digest. It's, it's always seven. Sevens. People like seven. Seven's lucky. It's a yeah. strange number. But also, are we talking like a tarantula or like a little microscope? No, no, no. no, 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 no. It'd have to be a small spider. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. that would actually yeah. fit smaller than this. You know. Yeah. When I, you know when I heard that number, I just thought that I, I live. To keep up with the Joneses, and so I immediately uh, covered my mouth with a plastic bag the next time I went to bed, filled with spiders to make yeah. sure that I could at least get catch up, like the quota, because I'm I'm reasonably certain I hadn't really fulfilled my well, yeah, no, spider. Definitely. Well, and then there's other people, women. you know, um, they, they take that the spiders that part. So, you know, some someone's mother's friend, sister that I know, um, you know, a spider went in her mouth, laid eggs, and they hatched out, and she woke up with spiders mm-hmm. crawling out of her mouth. Like it's, it's a further thing. And that one doesn't even make sense because you have enzymes in your mouth that break down food and, and other things you're putting yes, in your the, mouth. Yes, the spiders would die. But you yes. don't, you <laughs> don't have enzymes in your ears. So you could have, if you have a hearing, you could have a spider living in your ear. Yes. that Those, there have been documented. That has happened. That, that have yeah. happened. Mainly in South America because there are some freaking weird insects <laughs> and bugs in South America. So, and, and it's one of those that I, I we, it's short and it's, it's specific. And that makes those things easy to pass around. I mean, I remember getting lists back in the day of, of you know, weird facts you didn't know. <laughs> like, a duck's quack does an echo. Like, why, why do we make up this information? <laughs> Who made that up and why? Yeah. And why, why do we pass it around like we do? Because I remember reading this. Like, these are, these are just a list of 100 really weird facts. I bet you could Google weird facts you didn't know and get these lists. Well, you could. Nick can't. Um... How much of a virus is caused by an urban legend instance? When a pe- when someone that's not very savvy as a computer user and goes and downloads something that they think is 
will prevent some terrible disaster from occurring on their PC. Oh, well, that's just ignorance. But and but it's also that they're you know the probability that something could happen is there, so they're interested in finding out more about it, and that's what causes the virus. So I think we've got this sense of urban legends in computer technology now. Yeah, yeah, to an extent. I mean, um, a lot of I remember a lot of the uh, the payloads, not the payloads, but the delivery mechanisms for viruses were. You know, urban legends like you know, download this, run this, or or your mm-hmm. computer will die, or you know, yeah. you're creating some kind of like imminent threat to the person's well-being uh, to cause them to, to go down. And it's it really is. Just, I think it stems from ignorance uh, uh-huh. to a large degree, which all urban legends do. But is it a voluntary? Do we do we want to believe? Yeah, that's what I was curious about. Like like why. I, I think probably a very small minority of people actually go to Snopes when after they hear a story like that and wonder, you know, is this really true? Um, like, for instance, Kevin Rose uh, did this about, what was it, six, seven months ago? He posted a tweet that Jared from the Subway commercials had died. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I saw this, and I went, no. I saw and that, gave, too. And he gave a website uh, for, like, you know, remembering Jared or something uh-huh. or whatever it was. So I go there, and I'm like, Oh my God, Jared is dead, mm-hmm. and uh, it was something about heart failure or whatever. <laughs> um, and it had to do with subway being healthy. And oh, that's but that's why was, we choose to because we, we have these opinions. We we like breaking our opinions with new information. Yeah, it was like this not this, our big important opinions. It's amazing, incredible irony. And then I start doing some searches because I'm like, no, this, this would be more widely reported if it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And and I did, and then eventually found out. Yeah, as an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, it was sort of a but it, I, there was a. There was a brief time where I, I kind of I believed it. I yeah. did. I did. It wasn't that I wanted to believe it or I didn't want to believe it, but I didn't question it because it was Kevin Rose, and I think that's what causes a lot of this proliferation is people just they hear it from a credible source, they hear it from someone who's told them a bunch of good stories, and they believe it because the person is credible, therefore the story is credible. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. The same thing happened with Google. I, I, I found found fools. Three hundred one crazy facts. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Um, I'm just gonna hit a couple of them. The, and these are, these are some that I know to be unlikely or improbable, or in some cases, impossible. The number 57 on the Heinz ketchup bottle represents the number of pickle pets the company once had. Uh, giraffes and rats can last longer without water than camels. I don't know. Rats can survive a lot. Some of these, some of these are true, actually. And that's the problem. Some of these are true. Like a 2x4 is really 1.5 by 3.5. Well, I didn't know that. But then, I know but that see, all too but well. See, but you get these informational pieces along with these other things that are... are like, a female ferret will die if it goes into heat and cannot find a mate. That, probably somebody did study that. I don't know. But I don't believe it. I mean, the spot on the 7-Up logo comes from the inventor who had red eyes. He was an albino. I, that just sounds completely ridiculous to me. Uh, Camels have three eyelids. Daniel Boone hated coonskin skin caps. India has a bill of rights for cows. These are using things that we pieces of information well, that we know I believe and putting that. them in weird ways. Yeah. You, see, you believe that because you know that in India the primary religion is is Hindu. Hindu thank you. And the yeah. cows and are, the cows are sacred. <laughs> so I mean, there's here's one. Upper and lowercase letters are named upper and lower because in the time when all original print had to be set in individual letters. Uppercase letters were stored in the case on top of the case that stored the lowercase letters. Uh, 
I don't. These are these these pieces of information that we pass along, and and they make sense. And it's, it's a, little yeah, it's, it's a, well, it's a slightly plausible explanation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like well, did one in fourteen women in America is a natural blonde. Only one in sixteen men. Did you see the or did any of you see uh, the thing Google found for April Fools a couple years ago that had to do with their ISP that they created? Yes! Okay. Google ISP, yes. where they, where so they put all the things in the drain. Yeah, what happened like, was yeah. they said they had bought all sewage plants in America. Yeah. And so if, there's the, if they bought one next to your community, you can uh, order this kit from Google. And they had the whole page where you can buy, add it to your cart and everything. Yeah. You order the starter kit, you get it. You take the ball, attach this, the string to your the top of your toilet, flush it down the toilet, and it'll go to your local sewage plant. And the workers will pick it up as it floats by and plug it into their fiber optics that they've now cre- laid in the sewage yes. lines. Yes. And now you have high-speed internet coming in through your toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and it totally looked believable. <laughs> it was Google. Well, then it, was, it was from Google. And they had a shopping yeah. cart with it. Yeah. And they yeah. They had a product image set up there, too. Chewing gum while peeling onions will keep you from crying. <laughs> what? No, it won't. $203 million is spent on barbed wire each year in the U.S. Uh, Every U.S. president has worn glasses, just not always in public. A snail can sleep for three years. That'd be amazing. That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's this stuff. The electric chair was invented by a dentist. That's something that, that works with our fears. People, A lot of people have a fear of a dentist, so we like to think that, oh, dentists are these evil people. They invented the electric these, these are These are things... That may or may not be true, but we like to believe them. I just like reading these on the air. Some restrictions apply. See side for details. Nice. <laughs> nice. A shark is Remember the only FDIC. fish that can blink with both eyes. I think hmm. I can do that. You're not a fish. <laughs> uh, um, according to Kevin, I am. Too uh, sure. You have a confused look on your face, Steve. Oh, I there are just... approximately 100 million acts of sexual intercourse every day. One hundred million. That's what it all. Says. So wait, that's all. <laughs> Man, we gotta step, step it up. Here. That's one. Gotta kick that that's up. one in sixty people in the world. A pregnant goldfish is called a twit. I knew that. Really? Leo is upset about that too. I think. Oh, why would he be upset about that? Well, there's some people before. talk about it, and he's like, "No, it's this week in tech. It's not a fish. It's not a fish. <laughs> it's not a fish." Twenty-five percent of a human's bones are in its feet. There are a lot of bones. There are a ton of bones in your foot. But, but that's... But I don't, think it's 20, it's I don't think it's 25%. Wait, wait, wait. That seems like a mass but or a volume. Numbers of bones are, are the mass. Like there's All the it says is 25% of human bones are in your feet. We get these short little bits of information that we take as true. I'm really just reading these because I like reading them now. So like 206? Something like that. Uh, you start off with more and then they fuse together. That's the biochem major. In golf, a yeah. bone derrick is a score of 10. <laughs> What? In golf, a quote-unquote Bo Derek is a score of 10. Because she was in the movie 10. But that was a classic film uh, Bo Derek, which had the blonde dreadlocks. I don't know why that was a 10. In Iceland, a Big Mac costs five fifty. Yeah, in, in uh, what is what are those, their currency? No, it's just five fifty. You just got, you got the dollar sign. But but what is what does that mean? That is that is a fact that is subject to so much change and ambiguity change. that it's easy to believe. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, all I know is I paid eight bucks for my Starbucks in Paris. Oh man, that's I should get a steak dinner for that amount. <laughs> Apparently, on an American one dollar bill, there's a tiny owl in the upper left-hand corner of the upper right-hand one. Wait, the upper left-hand corner of, of the, the upper, upper right-hand one. The upper left-hand corner of the upper right-hand one. There's an owl. Yes. On okay. the one. <laughs> in the upper left-hand corner of the upper right-hand one. On which side? 
doesn't say. That's the point. Oh, is you get see, these little bits of information. See, there's no out. But it's very easy to believe these. But yeah. the government was behind 9-11 if you look at all the bills. Oh, right, you can that. fold it in the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, have y'all looked at progression like through all of them? Hmm? Because like the 10, the 20, the 50, the 100, they all have like a different step in the series. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like there's there's one with both towers, one with the tower smoking, one like without the towers, then there's one with the Pentagon on fire. It's huh. got everything. Out of curiosity, explain to me why, even if the government did do that, they would put a coded message in dollar bills to show that they did. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> there's, there's an urban legend. Crazy? There's an urban legend. Yeah. And we, we, we believe, we not being me, we being stupid people, believe that the government was behind this, but there are all these clues. If the government was as powerful as they were to pull off this conspiracy, don't you think they'd be smart enough to hide it? We're well, obviously so. going to act like old school uh, honestly, villains and honestly, leave a, no, a trail I don't. of crumbs for the good guys to follow. I really think we're problem. giving them a little bit too much credit there. I think they're not stupid enough to cover their tracks. I don't, <laughs> think, you're I don't think you're smart enough to pull it off. Um, I think they may not, the, the government not, might not have been, but some of the people involved definitely were. Uh, it's, this, is, this is a topic for a completely another episode, and I'd like to do it sometime. Conspiracies are stupid. Conspiracies? Here's my, my old thing. Well, hey, Conspiracies are modern urban legends, though. Uh, they so are in a, they are in a sense, but they're they're sort of a difference. Why you know you know with with the with the nine eleven idea though for me, the situation that caused it at this point is is almost irrelevant. Uh, or, well, or if close, you look at how it has changed the course close, of American history, though. or close to irrelevant, the reason or the the actual cause as as to the nine eleven attacks at this point really does not matter, and to some extent. I would almost believe it to be worse for the American psyche uh, in terms of distrust of the government to actually learn that this was a, say, for example, a scheme or that this was a hoax. Mm -hmm. Because we have to operate on a certain level of trust. As the decrease in trust in the government happens, the more apathy you have, the more likelihood you have for people to either you know, just completely revolt or to stop participating in the democratic process in general. I'd actually like to see that happen. I'll put that out there. I, I, I think it's time for another revolution. I think we've become the Britain that we fought against. If that is the I case... I think we've become the superpower that is to be despised. You can also join um, Orson Scott Card in a, in, in a revolution against the United States yeah. uh, together. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen because of apathy. Yeah, <laughs> Not you know, enough people are The thing is that there's, there's already this level... Of distrust, you're right in the sense that people can be manipulated. Mm. People can, you know, perceptions can change, things like that, especially without enough information. The thing is, though, even knowing the end, the the beginnings of this idea, whether or not it was a government-sponsored, you know, terrorist attack on the United States, that doesn't really change much of the game plan anymore. The no. fact that they, in the immediate aftermath of that situation, got the American people to buy it. Yes, right. implemented the Patriot Act, yeah, uh, yeah. invaded all of that, I mean, it, that set things irreparably All of that has path. happened. All of, the, all of that has happened, regardless of how it started and things that happened afterwards. In order for that situation to have been resolved in a different manner, in order for a government-sponsored you know, sponsored idea or a you know, government-sponsored attack, in order for that to be even relevant, that, needed, that investigation needed to have happened immediately afterwards. Mm. But I, I just think that it's, I look at it and I can only see negatives from actually coming to some conclusion about the situation. And when I look at it from that perspective, I think that, okay, if they did 
Sure. Sure. If it was, if it was a conspiracy, all right, you got us. Yeah. You, you won. What you I know? think will ultimately happen is, it's, it's going to end up like the Gulf of Tonkin thing, where 30, 40 years later, documents will be declassified, and we're going to find out whatever the truth was. Yeah, exactly. But it'll be far too late to you know, do anything. Yeah, and, and that's that's generally how the course of history happens. And the thing is that human nature does not change. We're still always going to be able to be duped. <laughs> the thing is, though. That all that you can do is you can look at past situations and you can try to make it so that it's more difficult to have those happen. And with the internet, with uh, more connectivity and technology, I think that that's going to be easier and easier. For example, the September 11th attacks. Mm-hmm. If those had happened now, there would have been camera phones all Everywhere. over the place. Exactly. Yes. Well, there are, there are some of that. Is there was so, not a yeah, lot exactly the technology like, yeah, t- t- is so yeah, much the, more the amount that we've explored the fact that every effectively every camera that you purchase on the market now has the ability to record yeah. maybe even thirty seconds worth of time is uh, except the iPhone yeah. yeah 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 is is incredible compared to where we were uh, seven years ago when these attacks occurred I mean you you were amazed if your camera actually had a megapixel rating yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it could actually take a picture that wasn't extremely grainy. So, I mean, the level of accountability that we have increases with each, with each generational cycle of the technology, of the information that we have in the public sphere. And so I think it becomes more and more difficult anyway. But, yeah, I just, the way that I look at it, even if it is true, it doesn't help me to realize that or to be angry about it or to change that because people are still going to be duped if the duping is good enough. Yeah. And you know, so if it's and if the scheme wasn't good enough, then it will be caught by somebody who's near there, whether that be media or somebody with a phone, and then that information will be disseminated and it'll be disproven, mm-hmm. uh, given the system or given the nature of society. And so there really isn't much of a a role that I can really see or that I can feel good about if I'm like, I know, I know it wasn't, you know, I, yeah. there was a second shooter. There was what I, you know, it's like yeah. the course of history had already happened because of that situation. And going back through it, looking at it again, what do you get? Yeah. What do you get but heartache and anxiety? You get you get knowledge. And um, a lot of people just like knowledge. Truth. But yeah, I think I, I think I agree ultimately. We're, we're going to have urban legends and conspiracy theories with us for a long time. <laughs> but uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up here on this bad philosophy. Um, thank you for listening and watching. Nobody actually watched. Never mind. So... Uh, just in the future, be aware that uh, Thursday or Fridays, whenever we record this, we will be broadcasting live on Stickam. So if you would like to see us as we record this, please follow one of us on Twitter and get the scoop. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Uh, Nick, appreciate it. Kevin, Matt, and Kimberly, who is now gone. We'll have her on again. But uh, keep on keeping on, people. <laughs> yeah. Keep on trucking. Badphilosophy.com. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs>